Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and we talk about early Mormon and present-day polygamy. And of course, we talk about Joseph Smith, who started it all. But before we get started with this show, I would like to remind our viewers that we help people get out of polygamy. If you would like to escape or if you just have questions about polygamy or biblical polygamy, a Children Refuge ministry would be happy to help you. You can go on their website, uh, childrenrefuge.org, or you can give us a call at a toll-free number, 877-425-9993, and everything we discuss about your personal situation will be held in complete confidence. If anyone would like to make comments about any of our shows, or if you would like to be a guest on our show, you can email us at email at whatloveisthis.tv, or you can call us at 385-240-2888, and we would love to hear from our viewers. Now, this is part two of the show we started last time with our guest, Kathleen Melanakis, who has authored a book which has just been released, and the title of the book is Secret Combinations, Evidence of Early Mormon Counterfeiting, 1800 to 1847. She researched this book for over eight years, traveling across the United States, digging into state archives, court records, and libraries. And so to complete our discussion of her book, I would like to introduce and thank Kathleen Kimball Melanakis. Glad to be here. Thank you for, for being here for these two interviews uh, to get people interested in the topic and the subject that probably is something they've never heard of before no. or maybe just a little bit about and, um, and how important it is for people who are relying upon Mormonism based on Joseph Smith how important it is for them to really dig in and discover the truth for themselves and not just believe what anyone tells you. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus told us to investigate, to test people that claim to be prophets. There's a tremendous um, passage in Ezekiel. I think it's chapter 13. Anyway, it's, it's throughout the scriptures mm -hmm. where we are admonished to be careful, to mm -hmm. not believe just... Anybody yeah. and and to you know he he, he gave tr true biblical tests for prophets. He did, and we're supposed so. to do that. And, and we so there's no excuse for anybody to be deceived or hoodwinked when God gives us the ability and the know-how to take mm -hmm. care of it. So let's get into, we talked and introduced the, mm -hmm. the aspect of Joseph Smith and the Smith family and early American counterfeiting uh, in the um, 1800s and late 1700s and how it, it all kind of got involved into actually early Mormonism. Uh, so now we're going to introduce the topic of masonry as it's in, is entwined, intertwined with the Mormon movement. Mm. Um, when, when General John W. Phelps came to Salt Lake City, he made a comment. Someone had asked him what he thought of Mormonism after his visit here, and this is what he said, and I quote, The whole miserable thing had its rise in masonry. Yeah. Referring to Mormonism. Explain. I, I could not tell the story of what happened in early Mormonism without really investigating Masonry. And of course, 
they are a secret society. They want to keep secret. They don't. Uh, they don't disclose a lot of their. And that's a secret uh, combinations, or, right? Well, Joseph. Yeah, it has been determined by historians, including uh, Dan Vogel and some other major historians, that the secret combinations referred to in the Book of Mormon referred to the Masons. And this is at a time in history, in the history of America, when Mason, Masons, uh, as a group, exerted a lot of influence. They had a lot of political power, uh, of course, and they tried to keep it undisclosed. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, you know, they had become boastful. They had gained so much power. So the, the common man was also on the rise. Andrew Jackson had been elected. Um, they were opening up masonry to more of the common man. It had been an elite group. And so it was a time of great change. And a lot of people said that Joseph Smith modeled his Mormon church on the Masonic fraternity where there's a secret inner group and there's a, an outer group that doesn't know the real goals of the organization. And what Joseph Smith did was put a Christian stamp on it because at that time it was also the time of the Second Awakening. Mm -hmm. So many people were going into churches. So he kind of put those Trying two to put things together. together. So then no, it's, not, it's no longer masonry or Christianity. It's a syncretism. Mm -hmm. and, that's, so, and, and the label Mormonism kind of came along with that because they're still doing that in in much of of the mormon temple ceremonies well, yeah still and the Roman, in that secrecy temple you know christians don't build temples mm -hmm. because jesus said man does, uh, god does not live in a temple made by human hands and he said where two or three are gathered in my name there I, I am, am with, with them you. and someone greater than the temple is here yes. referring to himself but masons do build temples and they are very, you know, big on temples. So Joseph put his, you know, he wanted to compete with the Masons. And he, so that's why, you know, temple building became a passion with the early Mormons. And they still are. And they but still the Bible are. says that we're supposed to renounce those secret ways, the secret way. Jesus says, I did nothing in secret. Right. So all that secret combination stuff of Mormonism and with the masonry is anti what God yeah, would teach. Um, the, the, it's so ironic that in the Book of Mormon, secret combinations of all kinds, or, you know, especially the Gideon robbers, mm -hmm. which are identified as the Masons. I mean, people back that at that time would have identified it such. We're condemned as satanic. But yet the Mormons had secret groups from the beginning. They had secret meetings. Stephen mm -hmm. Rigdon said that they held secret meetings from the beginning. Emma yeah. wanted to be on the secret meetings. They had, in Nauvoo, some of the men were part of five different secret groups. Wow. Including, <clears throat> and that's oath bound. That's, you yeah. know, I swear upon my death, I won't tell mm -hmm. the meeting what happens at these meetings. Yeah. Or, uh -huh. But he, you know, they were they were part of the, the Nauvoo Masons. They were part of the the Danites. They were part of the secret police. They were part of the endowment group, and um, and they one of the other ones. Oh, there's another one. That, uh, yeah, oh, they, well, the, the the Nauvoo Legion. They were also part of them. Part of them was 
Oh, Council of Fifty. Council, Council of Fifty, 50. Oh, that was, was also secretive. Now, the, the, and this, the, the next quote I have is from page two eighteen, which talks about how Joseph Smith thought he wanted to restore Masonry, which he claims he did with Christianity and Mormonism. But anyway, I quote: Joseph Smith was later said to have restored Masonry to its original or purified state when he formed the Temple Ceremonies in Nauvoo. And then you went on to write. Finding gold plates in the ground directed by an angel sent from the biblical God made the restoration of all things seem more plausible. Did the Smith brothers take up Spalding's boast that he could write a burlesque of the Bible and make it be believable by all but the most studious historians? Their father had made the very same boast. We talked about this briefly in our last show. So uh, explain what these quotes are all about and what is this restoration that Joseph Smith thought, Does it, was ego that big that he wanted to restore everything <laughs> that he came across? Well, <laughs> there, were, there were others at that time that were trying, that, that claimed that they were going to restore the purified, pure masonry and that it was, it went back to its, you know, its origins went back to before Christ and it was ancient. And there was this big controversy between the ancient Masons, that they called themselves ancients, and the modern Masons. Um, the ancients claimed that it went back to before Christ. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was a false claim. And that was one of the big reasons that the anti-Masonic movement burst out on the scene. I mean, it, 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 it was a huge mm -hmm. uh, cultural phenomenon. It, it preceded the Civil War that took place a few years later. Mm -hmm. But there was this huge controversy between, you know, the, it was the anti-Masonic movement and the Masonic movement. Um, but he, uh, let's see. We, we, we got away from this, <laughs> yeah, the, we're the topic of the Sears Yeah, talking, talk, so. talking about Joseph wanted to restore Masonry, and then he turns around and claims that he wanted to uh, restore Christianity. Yeah. So his whole thing, his whole premise is, he gets to restore things that there's no basis for restoration. Well, yeah, masonry is not Christian. I mean, it has its own whole system, and they, you know, masons claim not to have not to be a religion. They, but ex-masons have said that it is a religion. So there's a big controversy whether masonry is even a religion. And then, and then there's those who have gone from masonry to Mormonism and said there's too much familiarity here. Yeah, and, and I only researched masonry in the 19th century. I don't know about masonry now, but back then they were deists. They were, you know, deists, the leaders of the, of the Masonic movement back then were deists who did not believe in the divinity of Christ, nor do they believe in, in the divinity of the Bible. So therefore, how can you amalgamate a deist group with a Christian group? You know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, but, but yeah, but it, 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 it turned out so, he was very popular and he got so a lot of following, and that's that, what... When they make that just, quote about a burlesque of the Bible, that's exactly what the Book of Mormon is, is a burlesque of the Bible. Well, his father... Uh, boasted, you know, according to the Green Mountain Boys, which were the Vermont militia members, they wrote a letter to Thomas Sharp in Carthage, Illinois, saying that when they knew him, when they knew Joseph Smith Sr. in Vermont in the early 1820s, 
he had boasted that he could make a burlesque of the Bible and pass it off as real history, just like Solomon Spalding had boasted. So, uh, is that what they did? Uh, it's up to you to, yeah, to make uh, up your mind. Read the book and get more information. <laughs> now, you do mention in your book that William Law, who was one of Joseph Smith's counselors, second counselor, I think, in Nauvoo, he said that he believed that Joseph Smith's wife, Emma, was in on the Golden Plate hoax from the very beginning and was his full accomplice. So, are you of the same opinion of that? And is there evidence that she was an accomplice of, of other schemes or just this scheme? Or? Well, it's interesting to think about the role of Emma, and I didn't concentrate on that in the book, but it seems to me that she had to be in on, this, on whatever schemes they had because her parents... Isaac and Elizabeth Hale went back in in time. I mean, they, they had known the Smiths for years. They knew them in most likely in the Woodscrape group in 1800. They lived nearby. They lived within a few miles. Mm -hmm. And they, they hailed back to the same town in Connecticut where so many of the early Mormons came from. And he Isaac Hale was in the very midst of the events in 1824 in Susquehanna County where Joseph Smith's money-digging partner who paid all his expenses for probably two years was murdered. Oliver Harper was his money-digging partner. He was murdered and, and it was believed by some in the county that it was by a member of Joseph Smith's money-digging group. So Emma so, would be, at least Emma's family, would be aware of this nonsense going yes, on with Yes, Isaac Smith and family. Elizabeth Hale lived across the street or next door to the man who was convicted of Oliver Harper's murder. Mm -hmm. And they had to know, if there was counterfeiting going on, and 11 people at Oliver Harper's trial testified in court that counterfeiting was going on, that Jason Treadwell was counterfeiting, dealing in counterfeit money. So... And, and then there were 10 other, I mean, 10 people in the trial who were close associates of, M, of Joseph Smith or Emma Smith, you know, mm -hmm. Emma Hale Smith, part of her family. So they were all in this trial of this person who was murdered. And she had to know she what was going on. She had to some of what but was going But this is all really the, new ground. No one's really looked into this Oliver Harper whole. Yeah. Incident. The, the, so. I, I don't believe Emma would be involved in the polygamy part of it because I think that truly broke her heart. Oh, no. But she, some of the other stuff she had to have been aware of. Well, William Law said she was, yeah. and he, he should have known. He yeah, was on he, the he inner circle, and yeah. he was a confidant. Um, During the trans... But, yeah, the polygamy, she that was carrying it too far. She did not go along she with didn't that. Go for that. <laughs> she almost divorced Joseph Smith <laughs> over that. During the translation so. process of the Book of Mormon... Mm -hmm. Joseph Smith claimed to be receiving revelation, and so a prophet is born, so to speak. You know, uh, would you, from your investigation, say that this is all a money thing rather than a religious thing? That he, well, it was he a way to following. You know, yeah. Um, he, neighbors said that he developed the whole religious persona in order to cover up his money digging and getting in trouble for other things. And neighbors did suspect them of counterfeiting. So if he can come out and say, and God said, then he can 
that could be a good cover for some of this right. stuff. It was, it was hard to prove a religious, you know, it's hard to prove that someone's a religious fraud. It's easier to prove that he, he's doing other fraud. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. so, so Joseph Smith had a pretend Bible with pretended revelations, with the pretended seer stone that he pretended to translate from as a pretended prophet for a pretended kingdom of God, and he and Hiram would be the ones who would bring in the millennium. That's actually, <laughs> you've, you've written that in that book. Is there yeah. evidence for all this pretense? Well, let's just say that Oliver Cowdery, his bosom buddy, his uh, cousin, who knew him way prior to the Book of Mormon, since at least 1823, the, you know, he was reported to have been hobnobbing around with the Smiths that early. Um, he, he was the witness to the Book of Mormon. He was the scribe to the Book of Mormon. He's the one that said in a letter that I, I can no longer go along with this, with your pretended revelations. So, so he said that. If anybody would know if they were pretend or not, it would be Oliver Cowdery. And, and, and look at, and, and there, were, there were even times when Jesus Smith, Joseph Smith admitted that he was putting on an act. Mm -hmm. You know, when Josiah there Quincy came mm -hmm. in Illinois, he winked and nodded and said, well, you know, I'm a prophet. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, make up your own mind. I mean, look at, look at the evidence is what I say. Yeah, look, and the footnotes that you've, you've mm -hmm. got in your book. So on pages 299 and on page 300, you have presented a list of at least 34 people by name who, many of them who were Mormon VIPs, who had bench warrants or indictments, arrest records, jail sentences, or testimony that they trafficked in counterfeit money. So your logical yeah. question is that with so many accusations, so many legal indictments, there would have to be guilt attached somewhere. It can't be all considered as a giant mistake. So Joseph Smith worked in counterfeit money, but he worked through subordinates, right? He didn't right. take the brunt of it himself. He was... Well, yeah, I, by the time they were driven out of Ohio, I counted dozens of inner circle Mormons that had been accused in one way or another by either the authorities or by other, other uh, you know, Mormons or even within the inner circle, they accused each other of counterfeiting money. Especially in the Danite Manifesto, there he published it to the world. Joseph Smith. So they didn't keep their oaths of secrecy very no, good. No, they didn't. They well, accusing each that other. That was because, yeah, Joseph Smith wanted to destroy the reputations of Oliver Cowdery, David Whitmer, and Lucas Johnson because he wanted them out of the picture now. So that's what yeah, he used. Yeah. He he revealed what they had been doing, counterfeiting money, which was, but so 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 there's all these accusations by even within the group um, of, of counterfeiting. So, you know, the, but the Mormons will say, well, they never got convicted. No, not of counterfeiting as such. But if they were, if, but I can, you know, I say, why were they constantly being accused? Uh, can we reasonably assume that none of these were ever warranted? They kept being accused over and over. They accused each other. Um, it was easy. They were oath-bound to perjure themselves in court if they ever got caught, which yeah. they did. Mm -hmm. 
especially in the trial of Granderson Newell. So when, when law enforcement is really weak and when you have oath-bound secret networks, then it's very hard for the authorities to convict you. Mm -hmm, exactly. Kind but like they, but they sure thing, got accused so. a lot. So, and so I think, and I thought this as I was reading your book, and, and so I'm going to voice it right now, people are, are basing their eternal lives on the testimony of these characters who are involved <laughs> in all of this illegal activity. Yeah. And even if only half of it was true, even if only a tenth of it is true, how can we base our eternity on that? Well, believe me, I was depressed when I first found a lot of this. I mean, these are my ancestors. I, it's not something to be proud of. It's, you know... It was shocking to me. It was disturbing to me. I was I was depressed about it for weeks. But I but I but you can't avoid the conclusions that you have to come to. The truth if, is the truth. That's just, yeah. And so face it and thank the Lord, you know that that I'm forgiven because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. No matter what my ancestors did, doesn't matter Amen, because yeah. or even what I've done, I have the free gift of salvation. So I can rest easy that I have, and I can have peace. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but you're, you know, what you, how you spend eternity is the most important question you'll ever answer. Right. And, and, and what is, who, God, who is God, and what do you base your life on? Those are the most important questions. And we questions. can't base it on the characters that we are finding out that the Smith family and the early Mormons were actually like. Their, their integrity was in question. I have They're, nothing but admiration for the people who pioneered the West and they, they faced hardships and they, they were brave and they, they went out beyond the borders that, you know, well, they, the, they, they were just, sincere believers. Just like today, the, that, the regular yeah. Mormon isn't involved in all that. They're, they're the ones who's being hoodwinked. Well, un unfortunately, just we have to test our truth claims. And, That's right. And, That's right. You know, eternity is a long, long time. It is, it is. And why are we here? You know, it's to... It's to I want to, to quote from page 455 okay. as we wind down on the mm -hmm. review of your book. Um, it's kind of a long quote, and I, I have an error in uh, the name of this man, um, John Correll. Oh, John Correll. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a C O R R I L L. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had it printed wrong. Anyway, but this is what uh, I'm quoting from. Succeeding Mormon John Correll said, mm -hmm. We were commanded in the most rigid manner to follow him, Smith, which the church did until many were led into the commission of a crime. Brigham Young extended Smith's secret methods in the wilderness of the Great Basin, including counterfeit money on a large scale. The Joseph Smith that so many of his followers revere today, seeing him second only to Jesus Christ in virtue, is an invention that has grown even more mythical over time. Most Mormons today, and I would add polygamists, would not recognize the Smith revealed in the historical records. This is an astounding, breathtaking statement, and, 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 and it's, yeah. it's quoted. Yeah, and Brigham Young knew what was going on. He brought it west as well. Um, and there's more mind-boggling information in your book, by the way, for mm -hmm. our viewers. 
Uh, yet many my people, your people, in the still in the LDS Church, they'll never dare to investigate the what is said here, right here, about yeah. what early Mormonism really was. The Joseph Smith that they revere today is not the historical Joseph Smith. No. What? Um, what do you think? How do you deal with that? Well, Your I wrote heartbreak over it. It, it just, is. I wrote my master's thesis on the essay by William James. He wrote an essay called The Will to Believe, and he said that the, the there you know you can't the will is not going to affect everyday decisions like to you know whether you should go through a, a red light. But it will affect larger questions like whether God exists, what you're going to base your life on. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. It's, it's, you know, your will is going to, or if you allow it to, cloud your vision as to what's true. If you just keep wanting to believe something without really looking at yeah. it, and then you may be believe. basing your, your life on a, on a falsehood. Well, thank you, Kathleen. Again, we're we're out of time. Where can people buy your book? As we okay, close they up? can get it at Amazon.com. There's five places: utlm.org, Sandra Tanner's bookstore. You can get it at Benchmark Books in Salt Lake, in Salt Lake City. You can get it at Calvary Chapel Bookstore in Murray, or on our website, MormonCounterfeiting.com, and that you can get the digital copy. And they have it. You have a digital copy mm -hmm. now. And also, you have a telephone number and uh, an email address or a, a website. Did we already do that? The Mormon Counterfeiting.com. Yeah, Mormon and your telephone, 760-443-5409, if somebody wants mm -hmm. to call you and discuss this information. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you. Well, th this is great information. We didn't cover everything we wanted to, but then we don't need to cover everything because we want them to buy your book and read it. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of information. <laughs> and uh, It is a lot. You did a good job. It took you eight years of study and then two years before you could even finally get your book put together and published. And it's just come out this week. Yeah. yeah and I really appreciate your sharing I your time. I can't run and I can't hide now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope that it's well received by your family mm -hmm. and those you love. And yeah. I, I pray that... I hope they take it in the spirit of love that I wrote. Yeah. I hope it will help people. In the people. spirit of truth. It's... It's yeah. to help people, yeah. especially my relatives in polygamy or, or in the church. Well, so. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank yes. you very much. Yeah. You know, we don't do shows like this just to criticize Joseph Smith. The eternity of loved ones and millions of others are wound up in the claims of Joseph Smith. Thousands of lives have been ruined and are still being ruined because of Joseph Smith's polygamy. Too many people leave polygamy groups and join the LDS Church, but it's the same imperfect Joseph Smith who made these colossal mistakes. Our heart's desire and prayers for Mormons and polygamists to take the opportunity and the courage to check things out check him out and to do it outside of the Mormon sanitized history. It was Jesus who died on the cross for our sins and it is Jesus who is only Jesus who is worthy of our loyalty and trust. May God help every viewer turn to and trust in Jesus Christ alone. Thanks for watching. God bless. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program 
at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again. Thank you.